guys, my name is Kim Sanders and welcome to You Are Worth the Work, a podcast that reminds busy moms that following your dreams ain't all rainbows and roses, but you are worth the work that it takes to thrive in this life. After you listen, please rate and review the episode. Also, if you want to connect with me, I will have that info for you in the show notes. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, it's Kim. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode is super fun because I have a friend, like not even just somebody that I happen to know, but someone that I've known for 20 years, but we've been friends for maybe six or seven, which is funny. And we'll get into that. Um, I have Pam here with me. She is a mom. She works in health and human services And she's also a blogger for Mommy Nation, which is an online community for black women worldwide. We're going to talk all things friendship. We're going to talk the evolution of our friendship, how I saved her life um, from a snake, and how moms can make friends even now. Pam, oh my goodness. So I'm so glad that we were able to do this. So can you explain how we even became friends? Because I can't. It's so funny. I was thinking about that the other day. And we've known each other for a long, long time, right? We have so many close associates. We've run in the same circles. But I cannot pinpoint when we became friends. Me neither. No, I can't. So Pam and I went to the same college. We both went to San Jose State University in San Jose, California. And we were both members of different Black Greek sororities. So Pam is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. I'm a member of Zeta Phi Beta. And being in California as a Black Greek, it's not as, um, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of. There aren't many of us. There aren't that many of us. And so if you have a community at your campus, we ran pretty tight. All of the organizations that were on campus, we road tripped together, we went places together. We looked out for each other and um, yeah, we've, we've known each other for 20 years, literally 20 years. And I don't know at what point it may have been maybe it was more than six years ago because you were at my bachelorette party. I was at at your wedding. Um, I was at your son's birthday party. Yes. You, you have been in every monumental event in my life. And I don't know that we were friends. I don't either. And, you know, just thinking about it, I think what kind of brought us tighter together is just as women, right? You grow up, you experience life, you have a lot of shared experiences, and then the power of social media, right? Right. So when you're like, oh, I know her, or oh, I know this person, and then you start friending them and you start having that interaction on social media. And then because we do have that um, background of college, it's like, oh, you're in town, let's get together. Right, right. And a lot of times when you say that, people say, oh, okay, girl, yeah, we're going to get together. And it never happens. And I will say you are the person that's like, okay, let's do it. What day? What time? Where can I meet you? Where do you want? What, you know, what should we wear? What should we do? And I love that. And it's just, it's been an amazing experience to kind of watch our friendship grow. Um, just because we, it was not there before. It this and is it, not a no new friends story. Right. And it wasn't a beef, right? No. There was no beef there ever. 
Um, it just was like, oh yeah, I know her. She cool. Right. Right. And then yeah. And I will say though, when you saved my life from the snake, <laughs> that is when I was like, all right. This is my friend for real, for real. Okay, so I'm going to tell this quick story. We went hiking one day, and because we were, was it the Mommy Nation Challenge that was starting? Yep. And um, we went hiking in the hills. And there's wilderness out there. And so we're hiking, and we're both, you know, almost out of breath. And we see a bird, we see a snake, and then we see the bird get the snake. And it was like National Geographic, but we were like, okay, it's time to go back down the hill and go home running and for your your listeners who don't know me i am in no way the fitness type like at all at all like i can run my mouth the end (laughs) the fact that we were even out there in nature was in and of itself something for me but to actually almost be attacked by a snake and watch it just become somebody's dinner that was a thing that was the whole thing. And at that point, that's where I was like, all right, Kim, we're, we're friends. <laughs> okay, so now that I've told the story about how I almost saved your life from the snake who got eaten by, well, I would imagine it got eaten by the bird. Um, let's talk more about why, why do you think it's so important for moms, especially now, especially during a pandemic, like to have friends, like this mom squad? Why is that so important? So for me, friendship is so important. Like it's literally at the foundation of who I am just as a person, because you have to have those people that you can lean on, that you can pray with, that you can cry with, who you can be authentic with, right? Mm -hmm. Who gets to see like all sides of you and won't judge you for that, right? So as a person, you're going to lose your patience. You're going to lose your temper. You're not always going to be as poised. You're going to be silly sometimes. And you have to have that safe space where you can be that around people that you feel comfortable with and you love and who will accept you regardless of what you're going through or how you show up in the world. Yeah, I think that's important just because as a mom, we think that we have to be perfect. We have to present ourselves a certain way at the school, at the PTO meeting, at, you know, in front of teachers, at your job, you have to put on all these different hats. And I think it's super important to have a place where you can go, a virtual place, a real place. Like if I'm like, you know what, Pam, I just need to come over, please prepare the wine. Um, It's important to have that just because if you don't, you lose a bit of yourself in the process of being a mom. And I know that there's other moms out there that were like me, that were kind of drowning in it all, that felt like they needed to be perfect. You got to be the perfect mom. You got to be the perfect employee. You have to put your dreams on the back burner. You have to put your health on the back burner. You put everything last so that you can make sure everything goes first. But that's just, that's not you. That's not the authentic you. That's not who you want to be. And that's not who we want our children to see. Right. Right. And as, as a black woman, I was never explicitly taught self-care. Mm. Right. True. So my mom never sat me down and was like, Pam, it's so important that you take care of you first. And so all I saw was her taking care of everyone else. True. And so because of that, I then modeled that 
or, or she rather modeled that and, and I ended up just replicating that behavior. Mm-hmm. And so now in this time where we're talking about mental health, we're talking about self-care and we're given permission to not be okay, I'm going to go ahead and take that card. I'm going to go ahead and take yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for all the self-care. Did I tell you I got a, a massage and a facial in the same day, back to back? And you were gone for how many hours and your kids survived? Your husband survived? <laughs> your house didn't fall down? Like Two whole hours. And they were so surprised to see me the whole time. Because normally I run in, get my, you know, and that is one thing I committed to doing, I think last year was a massage a month. Mm-hmm. Because... These muscles are tight. Picking up these kids are 50 pounds a piece now. And so it was important for me to at least start there. And we'll talk about kind of action steps on how to, you know, do that. But start starting there, starting somewhere. A massage a month, cool. But I'm running in, hurrying up to get it and running out. This time I was able to take my time. I got a facial. I got the massage. I hung out. It was nice. Look at you. So I think like, just like we have to be intentional about our self-care, we also have to be intentional about our friendships, right? You have to have that time together. You have to um, schedule those phone calls, mm-hmm. right? You have to schedule those outings. You have to, um, my best friend, uh, Victoria and I all the time, like, I'm like, all right, uh, next week around eight, I'm going to call you and we're just going to cry it out. <laughs> and we're going to laugh and we're going to go on. And and you just have to be intentional about that. And because I do have a daughter, I make sure that she sees that. Right. I don't want her growing up thinking you can't trust women. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. women have been my, my backbone. Mm-hmm. And so I have to show her like, no, these are this is how you cultivate friendships. And, and you're intentional about this. Nice. Nice. OK, so we are going to take a quick break and then we'll show you or we'll tell you how to cultivate those friendships and how to get your mom squad together. Okay, so we've told the story. We have kind of talked about how mom friends or a mom squad or whatever you want to call it is important, like why that's important, especially to our own self-care because that is a form of self-care. But you guys know it's always about walking away, taking action. So what do you think one of the things, Pam, that moms can do if you if you say, you know what, Pam, Kim, I don't have any mom friends. Like, what's the first thing that I should do? So for me, and anybody who knows me knows I love a brunch. Right? <laughs> I love, love, love brunch. And it's like... Who doesn't want to break bread, right? When you break bread with people, when you um, have a mimosa, right? <laughs> like you just let go of your inhibitions and you're just able to have conversation. And that's where it starts. It starts with being able to have dialogue with people, right? I will go to a restaurant by myself I've done and that. meet some friends, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I will go with a group of 16 and have an amazing time. And so I'm very intentional about at least twice a month going to brunch. So just getting out there. You have to put yourself out there or else you're going to be talking to yourself or talking to the walls or talking to your kids, right? Nobody so, wants to do any of those things. <laughs> but when you're looking for a friend, do you have a laundry list of things? Like she's got to be between 5'3 and 5'7. She's got to 
be between, you know, do you have a list or is it just kind of, no. No. no, okay. I have no, anybody can be my friend, right? And, <laughs> and that, that was the thing. One of the, someone was like, you have too many friends. One, what does that mean? Is that a thing? That's a thing. That's a thing, right? The whole no new friends, like you have too many friends. And, you know, if you, if you have that many friends, then they can't all be real and authentic. And I think friendships are going to look different depending on the relationship. True. Right? That's so true. at the core of it all, it's just the relationships that you have. Of course, naturally, you're going to be closer to some, right? Like Jesus had 12 friends, like 12 close friends. And so it's just like you can't allow other people's definitions of friendship to be stuck on you. So whatever you feel a friendship looks like, go ahead and go after that. Be intentional about that. Be intentional about making friends. Be intentional about defining what, what you would allow for a friend to look like. But there's no perfect friend. There's no perfect friend. So let go of Except the perfect friend. Well, I'm just joking. You are, <laughs> you are the I'm perfect friend. So let go of the perfect friend. Put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So why is it important to be vulnerable? Like people don't want to be hurt. Right. Right. That's fair. And if you walk around the world with this like mask on or, or with this, um, kind of barricade around you, then you lose out on the possibility of not being hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't ever say you've ever hurt me. Right. No. And no. so it's like, why then would I approach our friendship as though you're going to? Sure. Because whatever it is that you put out there, whatever it is that you manifest, then that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I look at Kim, like, oh, Kim's going to hurt me then you can just accidentally stub my toe, step on my shoe, and I'll be like, see, I told you. <laughs> she did it on purpose. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, just change and shift your mindset. So speaking of no new friends, do you think that we need to keep, like, as we go through seasons of life, I feel like we're different. So the Kim from 15 years ago, the Kim from 20 years ago is not the same. I'm not even the same from three years ago, do we feel, do you think sometimes we feel obligated to bring those friends along with us on the journey? And should we? I do have a few friends out of longevity, right? Mm-hmm. And just it's longevity dis- disguised as loyalty, mm. right? Wow. That's interesting. And and so, I, again, I feel like you can wish someone well, there could be no beef. Mm-hmm. I can still consider you my friend, but that doesn't mean that that closeness is still there. True. I don't have to unfriend you, right? (laughs) Like in real life, I don't have to unfriend you. And if I were to see someone in the street that I haven't spoken to since my wild times in college, I would still consider them a friend. You had wild times in college? No. No. (laughs) So we should be okay with kind of not letting them go, but understanding that everybody is not meant to come along on the whole journey. So people are around for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and we've got to be okay with acknowledging that, understanding that, and being okay with that. Because some of the friends that you just meet, you you never know. Some of the people you just meet could be your closest, most bestest friend, while someone that you've known for 30 years, like I've got a friend, her name is Julie, and I've known her since we were seven. She was my first friend when I went to a new elementary school and we have been friends ever since. But there are some of those same people from that same time era that I 
would say, hey, in the streets, but I don't know anything about them. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't wish them, you know, ill, but I'm like, you're not my person. So I want to talk more about what you did that I thought was so interesting. And I was so thankful that you brought me on was the call-in. Can you tell me, tell them, because I already know, um, tell the audience kind of what made you think that was necessary and kind of what the call-in was about. Yeah, so the call-in was a space for Black women to get together, talk about friendships, talk about controversial topics, um, where you feel included in the conversation and you're called in instead of being called out on what it is that you're talking about. And from there, you just we have dialogue, we have discussions, and we're able to start cultivating these relationships that may or may not blossom into friendships. Yeah, I thought it was so fun because you brought in people that you actually had relationship with, and they were, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Um, your friends are really funny. They are, they're awesome. And I would have never met them virtually, but met them. I would have never kind of experienced them without our friendship and so i think that's another reason why it's important because you just never know where your next blessing is going to come you never know who is going to say the word that is going to inspire you or motivate you or the spark that's going to lead you somewhere else and i can honestly say being a part of the call-in did light a fire under me to actually do a podcast to actually talk more and do more and say more with my voice and that it was okay to just be me and laugh and say stuff that not controversial things but just to be myself instead of being kind of bottled in to who the world or whatever thought that I needed to be right and I think that there's just there's so much to be taken from collective wisdom right Mm -hmm. so just because I see the world or experience the world one way that doesn't mean that the next black woman has experienced it the same way. Right. So being able to like share our stories, being able to laugh together, being able to disagree and have productive conflict. Right. Yeah. Because like, we didn't always agree. We did not always agree. But it was fun. Right. And you learn something. And I feel like there's so many teachable moments where it's like, yo, as a mom, I was trash when X, Y, and Z happened. <laughs> And someone else can be like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. And this is what I did, right? Mm -hmm. And some you could try it on. Sometimes it may fit. Sometimes it may not. But just having those shared, having that knowledge and those experiences shared, it allows you to know, like, one, I'm not alone, Mm -hmm. right? Two, like, what I'm going through is real, Mm -hmm. right? And three, you can laugh about it. And you, you fumble some days and you win other days and you're able to just be vulnerable, authentic, talk to other women about it. And then that kind of just recharges you for the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think that having the call in, having that space was everything that you want a mom squad to be somewhere where you can say, yeah, I failed today or today was trash or you guys this is what happened to me and it was awesome. And to have that squad, to have those people to say, yes, keep going, you know, to have somebody to encourage you, to call you in, to give you constructive criticism. Like that is what a mom squad is. So 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing the podcast with me. I'm excited. I'm so inspired by you. This is just <laughs> amazing. I am so inspired by you. I want you to keep going. I'm always going to be your biggest fan. And thank you for having me. Thanks again to my friend Pam for joining me on this episode. If you want to see some of her work over at Mommy Nation, I will drop all of the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to You Are Worth the Work. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, review, share, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.